Welcome to Nicole's Hen House. I'm on a mission to help deconstructing believers draw closer to the Trinity. I'm here to help the ones who are ready to run and still feel alone. In this house, we cry about it, talk to Yahweh about it, and then we get up. I'm cheering for you, babes. going to be three weeks on, one week off. Um, I'm not doing such a great job staying on top of these. So that for the next season is going to be three weeks on, one week off. Um, I love you. Welcome back to the hen house. Um, Y'all are rad. So tonight's topic is soul ties and soul clearing. And Oh, man, it feels good to talk about some things that are very tactical, um, probably more prevalent now than they have been in ages. Um, political turmoil has a tendency to um, ignite lots of feisty conversations and um, foster new meaning in different relationships. So um, as we're navigating through this awkward time. Uh, we need some tools to stay spiritually grounded and also to stay, stay spiritually healthy. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about soul ties and soul clearing. And this is um, not the depth of metaphysics that I hope to eventually walk in, but it is the basis of some basic um, non-traditional belief systems. So let's get into it. Um, first, usually I wait until the end to do communion, but we are going to do it right now at the beginning. And then we're also going to break out some oils. So um, let's pray and then we're going to do communion and we're going to pray and do oils at the same time. So I've got some frankincense. We're going to talk about why this oil, how to use this oil in a different measure in a little bit. So Let's just anoint our space and our time together. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and kindle them in the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful. Lord, you are good and you are sovereign and you have ordained our time together. And Lord, I hope tonight um, my friends and beloved family in Christ, here's the words that you have for them this evening. You are good. All right, let's take communion. And we might do this again after this is over, but this is just how we're going to roll tonight. Lord, thank you for your body, um, the sacrifice that was broken for us. And Lord, thank you for the blood the promise in the new covenant. We will walk in the power and authority that this gives us. Jesus, we bless your name. Amen. Okay. So, um, let's cover the first question most people ask. Is this biblical? The answer is yes. And the answer is no. Um, if you read your Bible on a linear level where the only thing you've done so far is to um, address 
convert. The only reason you've read your Bible and your only understanding of Scripture is to um, atone for sin, then no. Um, if you think that's the only way Scripture applies, um, then no. Uh, cutting salt eyes and um, soul clearing. It's not biblical because you're not looking at Scripture from any other dimension. If you are reading scripture um, as a multi-dimensional tool to give insight to become a whole, complete person to walk in the power that Yeshua promised us, um, then yes, it is. Uh, but this entirely depends on your interpretation of scripture and how you believe this book references your faith. So the answer is yes and no. But that is a personal choice, and I can't make you believe that this is a multi-dimensional text. Um, that is between you and the Holy Spirit to hash out. Um, if you believe that this is just for a linear experience and that this only applies, you know, to your atonement and your physical acts, that's okay. Then this teaching is not for you. If you want to go deeper in your faith and do more deep-seated work, this message is for you. Um, so let's get into it. And uh, I saw this awesome Valentine's Day thing, and it said, roses are red, violets are blue, Blink-182. Uh, if you're new here, Blink-182 is my favorite band and my one of my preferred forms of worship. So I'm going to open our uh, text-heavy message <laughs> with a quote from Blink-182. Uh, you know the song, I Miss You, was a real big deal in 2003-ish, maybe 2004. Um, it's like the webs from all the spiders catching things and eating their insides. That is what this is. Um, that's what soul ties are. They are webs that connect you to other humans um, from one soul to another. And oftentimes when they are not bread of the spirit they are eating away or taking up space that they just don't need to have and space occupying space is energy that's the tactical way to express it so what are soul ties soul ties are um, anything that you have done with another human being that connects or knits your soul to theirs let's hash out a ton of scripture shall we Okay, this is going to be fun. I hope you're taking notes. How? The first one is sex. Um, Genesis 2.24 Therefore, man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Therefore, they shall become one flesh. One body, two people become one body when in an act of sex, in an act of physical intimacy. Okay. Um, and the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. Okay, that is the promise of sex and intimacy is that you will not be ashamed. I'll save the sex talk later. Okay. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.16. Oh, where'd we go? And this one is uncomfortable, but we're going to say it anyway. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6.16 Or do you know that as he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her, 
for as it is written, the two shall become one flesh. And here in this scripture, they're quoting Genesis. Um, who you have sex with knits your soul to theirs. In brevity, sex is always an energy exchange. There is no such thing as casual sex. This isn't a religious thing. This is a thing. You are either giving life. If you're a woman, sex is life giving for you. If you're a man, sex is life draining for you. It has to do with dopamine and cortisol levels. Um, casual sex is not a thing. It's either life or death. It's either energy giving or taking and how you recover is contingent on the status of your relationship. Um, sex is a physical act. It is also intimate. So in these scriptures where they're referring to become one, yes, this is a thing for your body. Like your bodies are connected. Um, but this is also a reflection of intimacy. And so let's get into this verse in first Samuel. First Samuel 18, one, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the son of Jonathan was knit to the soul of Jonathan and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Um, Confession, words that you speak, these are ways to connect your heart and soul to someone else intimately. Um, when you are sharing with your best friend, when you are talking to your siblings, when you're talking to your family, um, as you communicate and grow in relationship, what you're doing is you're strengthening your intimate connection with one another. Intimacy is not exclusive to sex. Intimacy is any time you engage with the deep-seated things in your heart and in your soul and you share them with another. This becomes an error when it's not done with the permission of heaven. So you could be sharing parts of your heart and soul that nobody else has business having access to. You could have friends that you're sharing these things with and it is a good thing and then suddenly things twist in that relationship and they have insight to your soul that they no longer need. Does that make sense? Um, this feels weird talking to you guys about. We'll see how this continues to shake out. All right, let's talk about oaths. And um, this is another way soul ties are made. Um, let's go to the New Testament. Matthew 5, 33. This is a lot of text, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Again, you have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, either by heaven, for it is by the throne of God or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Simply let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. So this text is give. this is a cool chapter because it kind of breaks some very specific things down. Um, But what are you confessing to? What are you giving consent to exist in your life? Is it 
from heaven or is it from not God? So when you're practicing discernment, there's God, not God in you. And as you confess, as you come into agreement with things, you're knitting or tying your soul or opening your soul up to things that either God, not God, or you. Those things stay in motion. Like Newton's laws, like they apply across the board. So an object in motion will stay in motion until interrupted by another object. So as we make these oaths, as we come into agreement, as we openly share, as we openly confess things that are in our heart, these things that we start tying ourselves to stay tied to them until we take our God-given authority as believers and cut these things off. And you know, like the Bible is pro-science. If you're not familiar with that, get comfortable with it. Go read what Saul says, or Paul says. Um, all right, Matthew 18, 19 through 20. Um, let's find this. Okay. Again, I say to you, let's hold on. Let me read this correctly. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three or gather are gathered in my name. There I am among them. So you can have really good ideas. And you can have really clear vision. You can have really good thoughts with other believers. Come into agreement with them. And they might not be seated with heaven. Okay. As you audibly confess or you come into agreement with things, you come into agreement with them. And here's what it says. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So are you asking, are you activating good things in your life or are you letting, are you coming into connection or into agreement with things that aren't supposed to be there? I can't tell you that. I can tell you that this practice is real and this practice is true. What are you giving permission to have in your life? Who are you sharing with? What are you exposing your heart and mind and body and soul to? What friendships have passed? What friendships are coming? What kind of relationships do you want to have? Um, these are questions that you have to ponder and they don't have to be like heavy harboring thoughts. These can just be like a quick run of the mill thing and like, hey, like there's some blockage here. Like I'm not seeing fruit in this thing. Like what is going on? You've come into agreement with some things that you're not supposed to. Um, and it doesn't have to be damning. It can just be factual and realize, oh, hey, that was a good idea six months ago. But now that practice isn't serving me anymore or that relationship isn't working or what I thought I was going to do with this person isn't actually going to happen. And these could just have been like good trains of thought. Um, I don't have a great example for this that doesn't involve dating. <laughs> so... Um, I'm not going to share them, but, um, you know, your version of that. Okay. Are we supposed to cut soul ties? Are we supposed to take authority over our own life? Yes. Okay. Uh, Psalm 131, two. Okay. 
but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Um, he says before that, Psalm 131, 1, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time and forevermore. We have permission to take our hearts and continue and our spirit and continually submit them back to the will of God. Um, if you are new to the show, you might not know that we were on food stamps in 2018. Being on food stamps can be an overwhelming experience. To help listeners who might be starting a journey on food stamps or for listeners who just don't feel like doing their own grocery list, I have released my free food stamp guide. This is a free download available on the site to help women and families who are on food stamps learn the skill of how to make meals last and also for reader listeners who just don't want to do food prep. So go to the site, nicolesenhouse.com, and click on the free guide at the top of the page. We all know the power of prayer, but prayer is a spoken agreement. Um, and then we have like, you know, we pray from our mind's eye where we just ponder and think on some things and we start giving our mental attention to those things like we do prayer. Um, the scriptures reference, like, if I think I've committed adultery, I've committed adultery a thousand times. If I think about murder, I've committed murder a thousand times. Why? Because your thoughts have power. So you have permission as a believer to come undo those thoughts and those heart-soul connections. You have permission to undo those things that aren't in alignment or in agreement with the will of God over your life and over your family's promise. What is the promise of a believer? Genesis 1. To have dominion over, over earth and co-create with the Trinity. Uh, you guys, our body, soul, and spirit were meant to work together. So if you've read the text, and by the text I mean the Bible, if you've read the Bible as a linear process, while that is true, it is also multi-dimensional so it applies to our body soul spirit these things were all meant to work in unison together so often when we just read this as a form of like covering our atonement for sin we're neglecting the other parts of our body ephesians 4 um Traditionally, these next two verses um, have only been used to um, identify like the body of Christ as in a congregation. This also applies to our spiritual selves. This applies to our sovereign bodies um, and who we are created to be as believers. So let's read Ephesians 4, 15 and 16. 
Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from the whole, from whom the whole body is joined together and held together by every joint for which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The body of Christ submits to the Godhead. What did Yeshua do? He overcame hell. He overcame death. He overcame principalities and powers of darkness. Now, this is a physical thing. This is also a spiritual thing. So if Yeshua did it, yeah, we can do it. It says, and greater things will you do. So if we are called to do greater things, that also means we can do what Jesus did, which is have autonomy over the spirit world. Where does the spirit world start? The confession of our mouth by surrendering to what our unction, you know, behind the belly button is telling us to do. Okay. First um, Corinthians 12, this whole chapter, lost it. We'll find it. Um, this whole chapter applies to your whole sovereign body. This is not exclusive to a congregation. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Jews, Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. Um... I'm going to skip down to 24. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all members suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Um, neglecting these multidimensional parts of ourselves does not serve us. There is no great honor in that. Uh, there is dismissive and incomplete, um, incomplete sanctification. Um, it is why my first husband is a good man. Uh, my ex-boyfriend, great man. Um, cutting soul ties doesn't mean they are bad people. It means the connection that we had wasn't founded in heaven for that particular thing. My sisters are not bad women. We share things that aren't born of heaven with one another. My best friend, um, we can share a whole lot, but the stuff that we share, if it's not born in heaven, we have to cut it off to quit giving energy to that thought that's still connected to us. Okay, does this make sense? Um, 
there's God and then not God. And this, this doesn't have to be a condemning thing. It's just you recognizing, Hey, I need some space. And as we're like going into spring cleaning, give yourself half an hour to evaluate what needs clearing. Um, last week I had a regroup, not a reset, a regroup. Um, a reset is when you overhaul, like press pause. You don't do anything. You just start over completely. A regroup is like, no, I still want these things. Like this is in fact the calling Yahweh has over my life right now. What should I do to get it? And, um, just tweaking it. And so soul clearing does not have to take a long time. It has to take intentional time. Um, and here's how you do it. Here's why you do it. And this is going to make some, <laughs> this might make you uncomfortable, but I am okay with making you uncomfortable. Um, first John one, six, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So I want to, this is the instructions. If we confess our sin, okay, so just like you make a soul tie with a confession uh, with an intimate sharing with either either through sex or the intimate connection of your heart. Um, the way to undo that is through confession. What is confession? Prayer or audible expression of your heart. Um, what is sin? Anything that violates divine order. Okay, so these thoughts or confessions or sharing things that you've had, even though they might be good ideas, they just might not have been in order with divine law, uh, with the divine will over your life. Um, what is unrighteousness? Anything not right. So righteousness is added to you. Rightness, um, it's added to you. You can't make yourself righteous. Yeshua makes you righteous. So as you confess and eliminate these things that aren't supposed to be part of your story, you give space for rightness and correctness or good things or divine order to be restored to you. This is a cycle. Would a flow chart be helpful here? Y'all tell me that. I feel like a flow chart would have been helpful right now. Um, This is cool. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. You have permission to think multidimensional thoughts, to have a deeper, more rich faith experience, to do what Yeshua the Christ died on a cross to do, which is to give you power to be restored back to the Godhead. Okay. So how do you cut soul ties? Confession and prayer. You also might want to add a couple of physical 
elements or implements to help you sink or to seal that confession or that cut in your mind and body. So your body establishes brain waves. One of the ways to do that is through resetting your olfactory system. So there's two oils that I'm going to recommend you use during this process of soul tying and soul clearing. When you cut soul ties, there is a prayer you can use, and we will do that prayer in just a second. Um, and cutting soul ties clears your soul. It gives more space for you to give attention to the good things that should be there for you to nurture and to sow into the seeds that have already been planted. Um, it's just like pulling out the weeds of your soul. That's all this is. It's like, okay, I planted the garden and now the weeds are coming up. So let's get rid of the weeds and keep the garden. Okay. That's what soul tie clearing out. Like that's what soul clearing is. It's keeping the flowers, pulling out the weeds. Okay. Frankincense and patchouli. I know people are scared of patchouli, but patchouli is like frankincense. Frankincense, as we all know, was gifted to Yeshua at his birth. Well, three years postpartum. Um, but this was given to him. It is a cleansing oil. It also connects you with your highest purpose. Um, antiseptic properties. Google it. Um, patchouli is very similar. Um, patchouli is very good and very helpful for dealing with things of intimate nature, whether sex or soul. I like both. So we're going to use both. And, um, when I cut soul ties, I also do this, like I place my hands over my belly button and, um, rub these oils on my stomach because your belly button is where your umbilical cord was. It's a source of life. Um, the spirit, your Holy Spirit, dwells in your belly. So this is just going to clear and cleanse that space and energy. And then I'm also going to do it on the middle of my forehead, third eye. Um, you speak from the mind. Like This doesn't have to be weird metaphysical woo-woo. Just go read your Bible. All right, so let's do a soul tie. Let's cut soul ties. Can we do that together? All right. So, um, I'm in a dress, so I'm not going to lift my skirt up, but, um, my hands are on my stomach. Let's take a breath. All right. Let's invite Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place to address our soul ties and the curses that we've placed over ourselves by coming into communion with things that no longer stand in line with the will of God. Uh, Holy Spirit, I cut off soul ties um, with the busy work, with the false promises and the ideas that I had that were not from you. Um, I thank you for my beautiful relationships that I've had with men. Um, and I cut off anything that was not from you with them. That the things that we confessed and shared with one another, um, though rooted in love and good intention, uh, were not your will for us. 
I thank you for love and how it is restored. Um, and I bless them and ask that they go in peace. Holy Spirit, please come fill this place. Fill this absence. And make space for the good things that were born of your divine wisdom in us. You are good and faithful. Amen. Okay. So that's a prayer. Um, you can use, make your prayer specific. If they're ask the Holy Spirit um, what things are from God and what things are not from God uh, and what things need to stay and what things don't need to stay. Spend 20 minutes. Go weed the garden of your heart, soul, and spirit. Or of your, well, of your mind, soul, and spirit. And see what he says. After you guys do this, I promise you will feel clearer. You will have a more clear and specific vision. And you will be more eager to perform the tasks that he has created you to do. Um, so often we just want to pray at something and hope it manifests. But after that prayer is the work and you have to physically go do the work. Um, faith without works is dead. You can stay in your prayer closet and faith, 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 and beg and plead. And then, or you can actually come into union with the Godhead and go do the labor. Um, it does not have to be painful, but it will require some intentional effort. So my soul loves your soul and I hope this blesses you. Um, you know, Yahweh is good and he will not forsake you. Go pursue these things in deeper measure and see how much more rich, see how richly your life will be blessed as you engage in a deeper, more meaningful faith practice. It is really cool to see things come into alignment by addressing all parts of your being. You are a sovereign being. The Lord will not take that from you. Go take autonomy over these things and see what happens. Okay. I love you. Um, talk to me on the gram. All right. You guys have a great night. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Hen House, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Hen House. As always, cheering for you 